0: Today's K-Movie is, what is it?
1: <laughs> it is uh, Forget Me Not, A it's, Letter to My Mother.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's called Forget Me Not. And as I und- uh, announced previously, we have a guest of honor for today. Sonhee Engelstoft, the director of this documentary. And please introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: Hello, uh, I am a Korean-Danish uh, filmmaker. And uh, Forget Me Not, A Letter to My Mother is my first feature documentary.
0: Oh, I thought you have, uh, I mean, you have, you have a lot of uh, previous works, like documentaries.
1: I have shorter formats. Mm-hmm. So this is like my first long mm-hmm. feature. Mm-hmm. So
0: before doing this one, uh, what kind of subjects were you interested in for your documentaries? <laughs>
1: I think I've been traveling quite a lot and have done, done a lot of social issues. But basically, my heart is really with like personal documentaries mm-hmm. and something that has a rooted uh, mm-hmm. somewhat deeper. Mm-hmm. So that is what I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm.
0: So now you're living in Korea, basically. I mean, not permanently, but for now.
1: For now, I'm here. I'm constantly coming back. So, <laughs> right?
0: And did you say this is like fifteenth visit? I I Korea? stopped
1: counting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's, it doesn't matter after a certain point. It's true. So, were you able to learn some Korean language? Oh, <laughs> words and oh, this is like
1: my Achilles heel. It's like I need to study. I really So,
0: what's the last thing you learned? <laughs> Because people always teach you like bad stuff <laughs> when people come in, like foreigners and they always teach you like cursing words and stuff. Yeah,
1: I don't think I'm supposed to say that here <laughs> on public radio.
0: And last time I, th- I remember you said something like, Bashisa, was Wasn't it? Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: That's a useful one though. It is. There's a lot of 맛있는 food yeah, in Korea. Yeah. So when was the first time you came to
1: Korea? the first time was back in 2002
0: mm-hmm. so what was uh, why were you? what were you doing there?
1: well I was 20 years old at the time and my adoptive parents um, they had never been to Korea and I had never been to Korea as a grown up
0: were you with them?
1: yeah so oh, I we decided to make this trip and um, and then we saved money because it was such a long journey and very costly and then we came and spent the most of october 2002 mm-hmm. were you
0: guys shocked
1: <laughs> we were shocked in different ways mm-hmm. i mean i was shocked because i look korean and oh, yeah. i'm adopted from korea mm-hmm. and they are my white danish parents adoptive mm-hmm. parents and i had never seen a place like korea before i'd never been to asia mm-hmm. I grew up in a very white society. Mm -hmm. So I was just blown away. Mm -hmm. It was like being on the moon.
0: Right. Was it because it was so big city and, you know, different from where you grew up?
1: I grew up in the countryside Mm -hmm. in a small village with 2,000 people. Mm -hmm. And I just arrived to Seoul and into Incheon and Seoul. And and it was just amazing. It was like a whole new world. Mm -hmm. What was the
0: thing that you liked the most first time you came to
1: to be honest I didn't really like to go sightseeing Mm -hmm. I just loved sitting on the bus or in the subway (laughs) and just like looking at people it was the you have to understand it's like the first time Mm -hmm. that I was just able to blend in and sort of first time to feel comfortable with just not drawing attention to my appearance so it was this life-altering mm-hmm. experience, actually. Mm-hmm.
0: But I remember you did some work about Thailand. So that was after this trip? That was
1: actually during the production of Forget Me Not because oh, I, I was like trying to work and like make money so I could continue mm-hmm. the production of Forget mm-hmm. Me Not.
0: So, yeah, it's really a time to talk about <laughs> your own documentary. Of. Tell us about this uh, film, Forget Me Not.
1: So it is about um, three women who are pregnant and lives at the shelter for Mm -hmm. unmarried women. Um, And uh, what is common for everyone living at the shelter is that they have to make the decision Mm -hmm. whether to keep their child or give it away. Mm
0: -hmm. So, I mean, you're saying it's about three women, but actually they're girls, Mostly, they're you know under the ones 21. that
1: yeah the ones that I ended up following mm-hmm. were minors, mm-hmm. but uh, actually uh, most of the women there were like grown up women, so it was like the range of teenagers to mm-hmm. women in their forties, mm-hmm. and all kinds like from different social layers.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you're ta- you're saying it's about these women, but actually it's. Also about yourself, right? Your personal life and, you know.
1: I mean, the reason why I am interested in these women is because I don't know my Korean family. I don't know my mother. I don't know my father. I don't know my family tree, uh, grandparents, extended family. And I've always wanted to know and I haven't been able to uh, get in contact with them. So the only way for me to find some answers and explore the subject is, was to try to meet women who were in the same situation as my mother because she was not married mm. when she had me and she was very young. So if I felt like it was the only way to kind of connect the dots for how she must have felt. When she went through this very, very difficult time in her life, I
0: mean we're gonna um go inside of documentary a bit later, but I thought the uh, the opening of this film was so powerful because it's uh it starts it it, it it opens with you you know showing you asking questions about you know your mom and your birth with this uh social worker i believe mm. um And that powerful ending, it's just so overwhelming. I mean, you know, for a while, it's kind of, it's kind of makes me hard to focus a little bit. Because I keep thinking about, you know, the opening over and over. Mm. But um, is there any reason that you, you know, start this story with your, this, this specific picture of you and...
1: I never actually wanted to be in the film, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I ended up in the film anyways because I think that um, we had to make the contract with like the audience, uh, whoever is watching the film, to give them a clear idea why I am interested in these women and why I have spent like m- half of my adult life mm-hmm trying to understand what happened to my mother. Right. So it really had to be clear why Mm -hmm. I am following Mm -hmm. these women.
0: For that premise I think it's achieved. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's very clear
1: why you wanna do it. Okay, I'm very happy to hear that.
0: (laughs) I really like the fact that your personal narrative is sort of interwoven with the grand theme, you know, like women's lives and their babies, especially Mm -hmm. their fate when it is not fully secured and supported by society or government. Mm. How did you structure this from in the beginning? I mean you you you, you told us that you're ne- you're never gonna be in the movie. In the movie but yeah. you ended up been doing yeah.
1: that. Uh, yeah. I mean I'm just one person out of over two hundred and ten thousand Babies that were separated from their Korean families uh, by adoption, mm-hmm. international adoption, and um, so I mean we are all we all have um, these crazy stories, amazing and 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 tragic stories, uh, but we we have so much in common. So I always say that there's not really anything special about my adoption Mm. story. It's like everybody else's story. Um, And I think that what happened, what I have discovered with Forget Me Not or the production of the film and while I was filming, um, it was just so mind-blowing to me. I had Mm. no idea that this is how it happened. I mean, I didn't know that a woman could lose her baby in, in the way where it happens in the film. Mm-hmm.
0: I think there are two, like, most intensive moments in the film, um, especially with you. And um, one of them was the first opening sequence I just talked about, you know, where you asked, um, uh, where the social worker tells that your mom gave you away on the same day that you were born. Mm-hmm. It's then- It's
1: like a very, like, Even classical um, establishing scene, kind of. This is where you get, like, uh, find out what is the film about. Mm -hmm. And it is, like, a mystery to me Mm -hmm. what happened back then.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. And then um, another one was that, for me, uh, that's the moment where you find out there are actually three women with the same name, um, your mom's name, Shinboksun, and then one of them actually has an experience of adopt, you know, sending away her child, and then she refused to see you, Mm. after all. And then that was, I don't know, it's kind of impossible to describe in human words, (laughs) because even though I'm not a mother, that's something I can't really imagine. But, in some way, maybe you would have imagined that situation as well. Because, you know, you would have uh, thought about this like circumstance over and over, you Mm. know, before this uh, moment.
1: I, I, I think like my entire life, I have been thinking about how is it possible for a woman for my mother to give away her child. And I got the explanation that women give their children away out of love. Mm -hmm. And I just never understood that concept.
0: Were you surprised when, you know, actually your mom refused to see you?
1: Well, it was like the most devastating moment, I think, in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that happened quite a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So... The thing is that I am not really sure like a hundred percent that that is my mother mm-hmm. um because it I have no confirmation of right. that mm-hmm. but um yeah that i I like totally broke down and mm-hmm. and it like I had a serious crisis after mm-hmm. that, right
0: I mean this whole thing, you know the issue about adoption and you know single moms mm. it's very common issue i mean i don't know if it's proper way to say it when i say common i mean i think it's serious and significant something we really need to you know put on the table and make a public debate out of it but we haven't able to we haven't been able to do that for many reasons you know um so i i think this is a really important documentary but then I assume the funding for this documentary must have been diff, uh difficult.
1: So I was really um I I wanted it to be like a co-production between Denmark and Korea because mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that the Korean audience uh and funders would be interested in the subject. Um so it has been like a very long journey to try and actually get the film to Korea and screen mm-hmm. it here.
0: How did you persuade them? You know, these uh, literal moms <laughs> um,
1: to I be mean, filmed. It's that was I a very. I mean i I did a research of the shelters mm-hmm. uh, in two thousand and eleven and twelve. And I found out that there were over 50 shelters for unmarried mo- mothers. Half, Entirely, right? It, over, yeah, in Korea, in South Korea. And uh, half of them were owned by, at the time by adoption agencies. So if you became pregnant with a child and you called a shelter that was owned by adoption agencies, mm. then they would ask you, do you want to keep your child or give it away? Mm-hmm. And if you said that you wanted to keep the child, then you couldn't stay there. hmm so that was a very toxic environment so right. I had to like find um a different kind of shelter uh where where I, it was a f- more friendly environment and mm-hmm. that the director actually uh, tried to help the women mm-hmm. uh, make a decision mm-hmm. based on what they really mm-hmm. wished. Mm-hmm. Is it the one you
0: ended up shooting as a one
1: yeah, so uh, I went to as many shelters as I could, mm-hmm. uh, and then I found a shelter mm-hmm. uh, in a pretty remote place on Jeju mm-hmm. Island. So tell me
0: about this place, as who's uh, the woman, the the lady who seems to be she's like the, the director
1: and the founder mm-hmm. of the shelter. Yeah, Ms. how do they get a funding M.
0: for this facility?
1: They uh get some government funding but they have to fund themselves as well. So uh it's a very special place. And uh it became my first home in Korea. hmm Okay.
0: Oh Sonny we have Jackie saying, Hi Sonny, I have an adopted sister.
1: Oh, hello. You she knows all about it.
0: <laughs> You're the only child, right? I'm don't an only any. child, yeah.
1: Okay. I am. Unfortunately. <laughs>
0: I'm the only child. So. <gasps> oh. But I don't think I, it's not. It's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have all the freedom I can have. <laughs> um, I mean, the most impressive scene for me was where you put on your camera and embrace this, you know, little little girl, mm. just soft high school or something, who just gave out her child to the, you know... Uh, adoption agency mm. and what were the reaction of other Korean audiences like you know when this movie was shown mm. do you remember any impressive comments from them
1: I think it's it's the most symbolic moment in the film it's like the uh, the key moment in the film and uh, it's a very emotional mm-hmm. Uh, high peak of the film, mm-hmm. and it was a devastating moment, and uh, it was a very emotional to get the response mm-hmm. afterwards from mm-hmm. the film. People talk about mm-hmm. that moment a lot.
0: And another thing I loved about this film was your narration, because you say like you write, uh, you're reading a poem, <laughs> very slow, or uh, sentimental, and
1: also dramatic. Do
0: you did you have something in mind? When you were reading it?
1: When I wrote it, it was like me sitting in a dark room uh, a very uh, late night and just like speaking into my phone. Mm -hmm. Um, But it came from a very deep place of Mm -hmm. sorrow over not being able to connect with my mother. Mm
0: -hmm. And, you know, I think there's something about this Danish language too.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> it well,
0: sounds so poetic and, you know <laughs> like
1: so romantic we have to thank the sound designer Peter L. <laughs> for for making my voice. it makes
0: me want to learn about Danish oh language. yeah
1: you should all come to Denmark <laughs> to Copenhagen
0: so for now I think the official screening for this movie I mean in theater it's going to an end and then now it's um you know on, on a way to going to VOD and yes. other yes. aftermarket I yes. hope it goes well. Yes. So what, what's going to be your next step from now?
1: I think uh, we're, um, I'm doing the sequel. And this is about the Korean woman, my mother. And the next film I want to do is a fiction about my Korean father.
0: That is great. That is great. Because this is something that shouldn't end here.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. This
0: uh, it's so sad to you know, <laughs> let you go. I don't want to let you go, but I, I so have to. So much to talk about, yeah. Say goodbye to audience and tell me how you felt.
1: Uh, yeah. Goodbye, audience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. That This was for our uh, special K-movie special. Um, and then thank you for listening. Download the Arirang radio app on your device for free. It's Arirang. A-R-I-R-A-N-G radio.